My name is Christy Duff, and I have a passion for the Word of God. I've seen the way that a daily dose of the one-year Bible has changed my life, and I know that it can change, affect, and impact every day we live. Well, I pray that this week finds you just immersed in the presence of God and so excited about who He is and so in love with Him and so in awe of Him. And I keep thinking this morning of Matthew chapter 10, where Jesus says that by gaining his life, a man will lose it. And by losing his life for my sake, he will gain it. And it's such a backwards thinking philosophy that we live in Christ, right? That everything that we think we know, we think we understand in humanity is actually the complete opposite of how it is in Jesus, that his wisdom is beyond ours. His ways are beyond ours. And this is why we have to press into the presence of God and press into his word, because otherwise, if we just live to our own natural bent, will be so confused and so lost. And so Jesus basically says, I know that you think by chasing after everything that you desire, you'll find all you want, but that's just going to leave us empty. And the chapter before this, Jesus was moved to compassion and he says that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Basically, they were sheep who were chasing after what they wanted, trying to find their own food, trying to forge their own path and find their own way. And it moved Jesus to compassion, to pity. His heart ached over that. And so with that, he starts talking about the way to follow the shepherd, to find him, to have his sheep, which is us, go out and lead other sheep to the great shepherd. And he says that if we want to find everything that we're looking for, that it's found in surrender to him. And he says right before this, you know, the ones who care more for their father or mother, or their son or their daughter are not worthy of him. And I think what what he put on my heart in that is that sometimes we chase after relationships and yet all the contentment that we desire to find in relationships is found in surrendering those relationships to Jesus. Because then when we surrender them to him, when we choose to love him more, to see him more, to hear from him more, then he gives us the enabling power to press into those relationships, to find our satisfaction in him so that we're not putting that pressure on father, mother, son, daughter, or spouse to supply the need that only Jesus can supply within us. And with that, I was so struck in the last few days by how many people's lives were changed because of the presence of God. You know, relationships that were messed up and yet they chose to find their satisfaction in Emmanuel, God with us. We see Jacob and he's running from a mess that he and his mom created. And as he's heading the way that Isaac encouraged him to go, God comes to him and he says, Jacob, I will be with you. 
And in that moment, Jacob's entire life was changed because of the presence of God, because of that promise that God would be with him and his relationship with Esau would remain messed up and his relationship with Laban in the future would be messed up and his relationship with Rachel and Leah was messed up. But he kept going back to the fact that God was with him. And it was that truth, it was God's presence that led him, that guided him, that directed him, that changed everything in his life. Leah found this to be true as well when she was unloved by Jacob due to a mess that her father had put her in. And she's having children and she's naming them according to what she desires to see and how much she wants her husband to love her. And yet finally, she comes to the realization that she's just going to praise the Lord. And she names her son Judah saying, now I will praise the Lord. She found the satisfaction that she was longing for in the presence of God because his presence changes everything. We see the same thing in the New Testament when Jairus runs to Jesus, desperate that Jesus would raise his daughter from the dead. And when Jesus puts his hand upon her, her entire life changes and she raises from the dead and he changed that entire household And right before that, we see a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. You just think about the way that she was outcast, that she was untouched, that she was unclean, that she was unwanted and undesired. And she knew that if she could just touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, that everything in her life would be changed. And she found that to be true. When she reached out and touched the tassels of Jesus and instantly she was healed. And then Jesus calls her out basically and he says to her, take heart, my daughter, your faith has cured you. She found the presence of Jesus, the touch of Jesus to be the exact healing moment that she was desperate for. The disciples in Matthew chapter 10 were encouraged in this as well as Jesus sends them out two by two. And I would assume that they felt so inadequate and maybe so empty because he's saying to them, I don't want you to take anything but your staff and a change of clothes. And you don't need everything that you think that you need. You just need to know that my presence is with you. And maybe they were concerned and I'm sure that they felt like we would have just concerned and worried and knowing all that they were up against. And yet Jesus tells them, you don't even have to worry about what you want to say because it's not you who's speaking. It will be me. The power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God was all the sufficiency that those disciples needed to change the entire world around them. And I think that we have felt that, right? I know I have. That when I've been desperate, when I've been aching, when relationships seem to be a mess, when I feel alone, when I don't feel the the sufficiency, when I feel inadequate, 
that just crying out to God to remember that he is Emmanuel, God with us, that he's changed everything, that I've always had what I needed to say, and I've always had the strength that I needed to feel, and I always had the, the foundations that I needed to have beneath me. And we read this in the scriptures over and over and over that God to countless generations has declared his faithfulness, has declared that he would be with us. And I, I haven't been able to find who said it. And I've, I've said this quote for years. And if you know who said it, I would love to know it. But it's been said that his past faithfulness demands our present trust. And what that means is that we are to take God's faithfulness, God's thereness, God's adequacy, God's sufficiency, and to place it into the voids before us to remember that his presence has been more than enough and that his presence will be more than enough in the future. And I kept, as I was reading this, I just kept thinking about those days when my kids were toddlers. And, oh, I love those days. Those cute little snuggly, squishy, mommy wanting days. They were just darling. And I love the days that I'm in right now as well. But those little toddler days are just so cute, aren't they? So, mamas, I know you might be absolutely exhausted, but you just hug your babies for me or just drop them off at my house and just hug them while they're so squishy and tiny. But I kept thinking about those days because I just remember those days as soon as my, one of my babies would lift their arms to me and I would just scoop them up into my presence and hang on to them and hold them and get them whatever it was that they were desiring. And precious ones, that's exactly what God does with us. That the second that we lift our arms to him, that our Father scoops us up and as we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. That as we desire His presence, that He will prove that His presence is more than enough. And I love that we see this growth and maturity in Jacob in the book of Genesis in the last few days of the one-year Bible. That here we see him crossing over with just a staff in his hand, as he says, and staff in his hand and the promise of God that he was alone. He had nothing. He possessed nothing. His brother was hunting him. And yet the presence of God was what he clung to. And then when God calls him to go back to the land of his fathers, he's crossing back over, knowing that he's going to have to face Esau. And he says to God, you have been God almighty. I crossed over here with nothing in my hands. He knew he only had the promise of God. And, and, and he was amazed at everything that he had now, that he had two companies, that he had a multitude of herds with him, that he had possessions that were great. And he took that fulfillment of the promise of God as a sign that God would be faithful as he had to face Esau now. He took God's past faithfulness to cling to his promises 
that God would fulfill his promise. And he took that to be the confidence in what was ahead. And that's my prayer for us today as we wrap up this podcast is that you and I would rehearse the faithfulness of God that even as Jacob it's hilarious we see him just rehearsing his speech to Laban of all that Laban had done and all that Laban had changed he was he had rehearsed the harm that Laban had brought to him and yet we see later also that he rehearsed the faithfulness of God and we have a choice Will we rehearse our worries? Will we rehearse our hurts? Or will we rehearse over and over and over in our minds the goodness, the faithfulness of God and the change and the difference that his presence has made within our lives, that he has been our sufficiency when we have been alone, that he has been our love when we have felt unloved, that he has been the eyes that see us when we have felt unseen, that he has been the cure that has healed us when we've had years of hurt, that he has been the one who has raised us from the dead when we have been in impossible situations, that he has been the one who has carried us, watched over us, provided all the words and the power and the provision that we have needed in times where we were concerned that we wouldn't have enough, that God's presence has changed everything within us. And I pray that that would be what we rehearse over and over in our hearts as we head into this week. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Growing in the Sun podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe and I'll see you here next time. Let your words burn deep.